Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast to students, by students, for students. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. All right, well. Welcome it sounds to. Sounds nice and authentic. It does sound nice, right? I don't know if the microphone's picking up the coffee making. I sure hope so. Happening over there, but anyway, Macy's making some coffee. Macy is with us slightly more uh, attentively this week than last week. Slightly, but she had some homework that she was doing, yep. so she would just kick in. I have but priorities. Anyway, that's true. Good. Yeah, so hey, that's we, something that's that we can talk here. about. That's oh, right. Great. Priorities. That's right. Um, so Macy is here. Christopher is here. The Keurig. Gosh, that thing is loud. I don't know if that's going to... I think that might be coming across the microphone. We'll see. I sure hope so. Yeah, sure hope so. Anyway, Macy's coffee is done. I'll be right back. This is the 2x4 Student Podcast, episode number seven. Seven. Woo. The the number of perfection. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what yeah, it, it is. is. You didn't know that? Like seven days of the week. Right? There's so many... Or, uh, There's so many sevens. No, this, what other sevens are there? There are well, the seven days of, seven uh, days of creation. Yeah, yeah. There were the like the seven um, seven sons of Sceva. That's that's one thing that comes to mind in the book of Acts. There was these demons, right? This okay. So I don't think I remember this. Okay, all right. I'll, I'm gonna in butcher my defense, it, right? Because a lot of acts I haven't read. Okay, okay. Well, we're d- actually, you know, what? In a couple of weeks, we're gonna start a series on the book of Acts called "The Story of Us." Which I'm super excited about. We're going to go through the Book of Acts uh, in in four weeks, in four acts, if you will. Ooh, see what I did there? Play on words. So, uh, Seven Sons of Sceva. You know, what? I don't I don't want to take a risk. I'm wh- when one of you is talking, I'm going to look it up and I'll get it right. But the details of this cool this story are really amazing. But anyway, Seven Sons of Sceva. Um, aren't there like seven moons? Are there seven moons? Or seven phases of the moon. You didn't learn about the waning and the waxing and the, did, and the gibbous know. and the crescent and the eight. All right, my bad. No clue. Okay, I, I, I'm just guessing. Somebody, 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 give us a. In any case, give us a little help here. Number seven Good. is cool. Number seven All is right, cool. Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Anyway, I'm sure there are people listening that are like, oh, they're missing this, they're missing this, they're missing that, seven, 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 We're going to get flamed, but... Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's all right. You live and you learn. I'm not right? concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. All we right, accept well, the criticism. That's that's right. We're, we're learners. Yeah. We're learners. Leaders are learners. Are leaders. All right, Macy's got her coffee and we're all we're all good to go. Well, welcome welcome to the 2 by 4 student podcast. Chris and Macy here. So, um, Chris... You were, last time you were a little bit, I would say, under the weather. Yes. And you are doing better now. I'm on par with the weather. All right. On par with the weather, even with the weather. Speaking of the weather, it's been a little bit crazy. Today was beautiful. Yesterday was like freezing. Yesterday we had a two-hour delay because Chesterfield County is weak. What'd you say? Today was cold to me, too. But I'm cold, like, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Lost me there. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, I'm glad you're back. Back to 100. percent There is a nasty stuff going around. Yeah, nasty. yummy. Nasty deliciousness. Mm. I got a bit around. of it. Did I don't you know about really? Yummy, but oh, like nasty, like sickness. Yeah. Yeah, I was no, blowing you... my nose like all day today. Oh, you know, I yikes. heard it in my voice, my smooth, deep <laughs> voice. Yeah. 
That's why you have the tissues. It's good stuff. But I, I'm fine right now. It's, yeah. it's been on and off. Yeah. You're like a queen over there. You got the tissue box. Mm-hmm. You got the coffee. Got the candy. You got some chocolate. Yes. Good deal. And I got water. And you got water. You got your phone. That's almost dead. All the beverages. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so talking this week about um, story, the whole concept of story and what it means to know your story and being able to articulate your story. Um, So I don't know if we really have or want to take all the time to go through every nitty gritty detail of all of our stories, but um, Chris and Macy, I have invited to share a little bit about their story, um, the family story, and then also maybe a little bit of the faith story. And uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, I didn't know about the first one. However, oh, well, listen, whatever level of detail you choose or not choose to share, it's totally your prerogative. Well, it's not that I don't want to share. It's more like the first one, I don't have much to report. Well, you do have a family. I do have a family. Um, I don't really have much of a story with my family. Like there's uh, not a lot of uh, there's not a lot to report there. Just kind of the usual. Are you one of those my testimonies boring people? I am. I mean, I think my testimony is pretty interesting, but not not in terms of not necessarily in terms of my family for the most part. Okay, so pretty straightforward story when it comes to your family. When it comes to my well, uh, you got a mom, you got a dad. Sort of, yeah, yeah. I know your mom a little bit better than your dad. It's she's delightful. She's cool, in my opinion. She's cool. She she's a great lady. All right, so let me just hit pause right there on the whole testimony is boring. I just can't stand when people say that. I used to say I've that, said so. that like five times. In I know. My life. I know. I, know. I tell you it all five. the time. I know, but just be more than all five. right. Just let's argue about this a little bit. I don't think. A testimony can be boring. I don't think it's possible. Chris, what do you think? Hmm. Can someone's story, like life story, like faith story, can it be by nature? Can it be boring? Can it be bland? Um, I would say if by, I would say if by boring you mean not a lot of like what do you what do you mean by boring i don't know if somebody were to say it to you and you were like okay oh i think that's kind of i think boring has a negative connotation but i don't think it has to that's true like i I I do think i think um i think testimonies can be boring but i don't necessarily think boring testimonies are bad testimonies Hmm. okay that's an interesting take like, I on think, it. I think there can be boring testimonies and exciting testimonies, and I think there can be good testimonies and bad testimonies, but uh-huh. I don't necessarily think that all the boring testimonies have to be the bad testimonies, and right. all the good testimonies okay. have to be the ones where it's like, I had a near-death experience. Right. Like, I got hit by a bus. I yeah. almost died. You know? Because not, not everyone has a near-death experience where they get hit by a bus. That's true. I have not. Some people are just like, you know... I don't know. I grew up Christian. The uh, end. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think there are plenty of boring testimonies. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard plenty, but I don't think they were bad. Okay. 
So you're gonna draw I, the, you're gonna draw the line between boring and bad. Yes. Okay. I think for me, I define a boring testimony as a testimony without a lot of meth bumps in okay. the road. Not okay. a lot of meth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I mean, do enough drugs. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So I, you, think, I think a boring test. I think a boring testimony is just any testimony without a whole lot of bumps in the road, just uh-huh. because I think humans enjoy stories with a lot of conflict. Truth. But I don't think a road. I don't think a road without any potholes is necessarily a bad road. Mm, that is somebody tweet that. In fact, right I think now. I would love to draw. I right. would. I. I. You know. Of course, we're not. We shouldn't be envious. But some part of me is envious of the roads without any potholes. Right. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. Tra- sure. You know. I would love to drive over a nice smooth road. Right. You know. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be really nice. But it 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 is a boring road. Okay. But not necessarily right. a bad road. Right. Yeah. I like that distinction, distinction you know? Chris, between between boring and bad. I still kind of bristle at the word boring because I still don't want to like, I don't, don't want to label someone's feel story because like I feel story. like I'm, you yeah, know, yeah. I feel like I'm saying, oh, your story's bland and boring when it's actually not. I heard, I want to hear from Macy too, but I yeah. heard at some point, I forget who it was or when it was. Somebody said, because we were talking about this whole issue of testimonies. And yes. You hear somebody and they're like, I was on death row or I was addicted to heroin yeah. or, you know, all these different. And you're like, what? Crazy. Yeah. And it makes you kind of like, you you have this weird jealousy. Like, oh, man, that's not right. my that's not my story. I wish I was addicted to meth. Or <laughs> I wish I was on death row. I wish I was. Um, so, but then I heard somebody say, yeah, but you, you're, you're, you're missing an amazing, glorious truth that God saved you from those things. Like you didn't have to go through those. That's the glorious testimony that you didn't even, you didn't even come anywhere near that stuff, right? God preserved you. He saved you for whatever purpose, whatever reason. I mean, God... God can God can use someone who has been through all those potholes, and He can use someone who hasn't experienced those yeah. potholes. So that was a different perspective when someone. And I wish I could give them credit, whoever it was that said that years MLA ago. MLA citation. But yeah, it was it was it was that that what you just said. It was that. Yeah. All right, Macy. I want to. I can't wait to hear your boring, bland, tasteless, milk toast, limp wristed testimony. Oh, it's gonna already. be right. Yeah. <laughs> Just wake us up when it's over. Let me grab my, grab my pillow. So I'm saying my story now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Whatever whatever amount of detail you want to give. Oh, um, well, I basically, I have grown up in the church. Um, my dad, to my left here, is mm. the youth pastor, and mm. he has been for as long as I can remember. Yep. Um, and that's the way it's been. Um, the thing about my story is it's been pretty constant until... Recently, like some trips, I've been like, I've felt a lot of confusion with, am am I being pressured to believe, um, what I believe right. because of my um circumstance, right? Ooh. Um, like because my parents believe, yeah. Am I just like, oh, that must be right yep. because they're always right. Yep. So like, why wouldn't I believe? Part that? of that's true. <laughs> I, I love the boldness of you saying that about that. your parents in front of one of your parents. I know, I love this. I don't know this if I good. could do that. Dude, this is I'm awesome. Kinda, I'm kind of jealous yeah, yeah. a little bit. Keep going, keep going. So I've, I've been confused with that recently, and I've been trying to push myself into trying to make my faith my own. Right. But it's 
kind of hard to like reread stories yeah. and be like, oh, I've already heard this a million times and try to read it differently. Right. Because it still has that little sense of manipulation of what I've been mm. taught my whole life. Mm. So That's good. I'm trying to question things, but I'm like, yeah. well, if I'm questioning things, then I must not actually believe it because I'm really skeptical. Wow. But I'm... I still haven't gotten to that point where I'm like studying and studying mm-hmm. um, and I need to. Mm-hmm. I need to like read the Bible more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of where I am now. I'm yeah. kind of wanting to dig deeper, but mm-hmm. not being able to commit to digging deeper. Right. So my story stops where I am right now. <laughs> right. No, that's good. No, it, 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 there's no stopping to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to go on. And I love exactly what you're saying. And I have, um, yeah, and, and you you are like right on track. You're right on schedule with exactly what you should be doing. Nobody but nobody should accept Christ simply because somebody else did and said that they should. And so I talk with middle school and high school students constantly and especially especially in middle school I try and get that kick started in middle school with our with our middle school students to say this is the point in your life when you can start letting go of a belief because your parents have it and grabbing hold of a belief because it's true and I have an older daughter her name is Madison she's 21 and I remember when she was I don't know in her mid-teens we were driving along and we were having this conversation and I said Madison, if you feel like you've been duped, if you feel like I, because I'm a pastor and I've like, if you feel like I've brainwashed you, if you feel like I've like totally like, you know, I don't know, conditioned you or manipulated you, I said, I want you to feel absolutely 100% free to just go out and look at every other way of believing or thinking. Go out to every other religion, every other worldview. That's go really and, scary. Go <laughs> and do it. If you want to try Islam, if you want to try Buddhism, if you want to try atheism, if you want to try agnosticism, if you want to try Mormonism, if you want to try, I don't even care, fill in the blank, because I believe with all my heart that the truth doesn't need my help to stand on its own. You are going to come back to the truth because it's true. I'm not, I don't have, I don't have anything to gain. I don't get membership points by getting more people involved in Christ. It's just the fact that it's true. And that's a wonderful thing about truth. Truth doesn't need us. It's going to be true whether you believe it or not. So, um, but the fact that you are where you are, it's perfect. And it's beautiful because what's going to happen, I believe in full faith, is you're going to come through the other side and you're going to be like, oh, it's not that my parents were trying to get me all religious. It's not that they were wanted to like drill me with some kind of church activity schedule. It's just that they've, they were told what's true and they want me to know what's true. So for what that's worth, that's kind of my take on that. I don't, I don't think God, I don't think God is offended by our questions. Um, I don't see anything in the Gospels where Jesus got ticked off because someone asked a question. I got, I, I see that he got ticked off when people faked it. Yeah, when I think they when people were trying yeah, to bait him, right, or, or trying to you know catch him off guard yeah. or something. Then he got you know, yeah, but I think yeah, legitimate questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the one thing that I can point to is when he said to Thomas. Um, after the whole resurrection thing, he said, stop doubting and believe. Um, But I think questions are very, very different than doubt. Um, I think you can have authentic, legitimate questions, and I think everybody does, myself included, 
when you start to doubt what you've already known, like Thomas already walked with Jesus for three years. And yeah. like, so it's almost the way I take that, the, it was like almost Jesus saying, Thomas, you know better. You know me. Yeah. You know that this is not some kind of like, ha ha, tricked you, prank. Um, it was just that he was o- almost encouraging him in a way. Yeah. Like, Thomas, you know, you know the deal. You don't have to doubt. Just believe. It's me. I'm alive. So anyway, okay, so back to Macy. Do you have anything else you want to add to uh, to that? Oh, like what you just said or my story? Yeah, on your, your story. story, yeah. Oh, um, with the commitment thing that I've been trying to do to reading my Bible, yeah. like, and getting to the point where I'm wanting to do it every day, um, it's kind, I'm kind of at the point the kind of cliche, I'm too busy to read my Bible mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the point I'm at where they, they warned you about it. They're like, don't mm-hmm. get too busy for yeah. church or reading the Bible or anything. But that's really where I am right now. And I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. letting go of things because I find everything necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then like when I want to read the Bible, I'm too lazy to get up or something because mm-hmm. I'm so tired. Yeah. And, um, from the activities that I'm doing. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess at some point, and I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I guess at some point for anyone in that position, it might come to the point where you got to make a hard decision. Yeah. And you got to say, well, I'm going to, cause we can't make more time. That's just a, yeah. that's an oh, illusion. You got to yeah. s- steal time. Yeah. You have to take time from something else. Could be sleep, could be an activity or a sport. It's not, Unfortunately, you don't have a lot of leeway with homework and school responsibilities, but which I could rant about for like a whole hour. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Give it to us. We'll take we'll take we'll take some rant. Let's hear some of that classic teenage angst about homework. Yeah, tell us about it. I just don't understand how teachers like we sit in this school for six hours, right. yet they can't. They, it's still not enough time to teach us like what we need in life, which right. is, which they're teaching us way too much irrelevant stuff yep. to be actually important. Well, the, in math, they're like, well, this is gonna help you solve like actual life problems, whether mm-hmm. it's like whether it's the same math or not. Like it's problem solving, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I've been pro- problem solving for as long as I've been in school. I think I've been solving enough problems. I don't need to know what cosecant over sine is. I don't understand. And then they give us another six hours after that of homework to do, and they expect us to have no life and only commit our lives to mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, so that's my little rant. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That was flame. Little, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Shout yeah. out to all the teachers out there. Stop giving me work. Yeah. I am a teacher myself, and I do not like homework. I do not it's like, I don't get, I mean, I give homework, but not a lot of homework yeah. just because I have, when I was a student, I felt the exact same way. Come on, man. You can't get it done in the time that we have Yes. Yeah, in this building. But yeah, I understand. I think it's a broke system. This is off topic, but I think it's a broke system. Like if you look at other yes. countries, educational systems and we're, we are not number we're one doing yeah, so hot. by, by far. So yeah. I think the advent of the SOL, which is, which is standardized, um, what's not a, a good oh, move? Not a good move. Something S- standards of learning. Standards of learning. Thank you. S O L. Yeah, it, I think it. Cr- the, I, I think mean, the most important thing when it comes to education is the is building the desire to learn. That's yes. the most important. And none job of us have teacher, it right now. Right? <laughs> but in, okay, in defense of the education system, which I agree is bad, but I'll, you know, 
give it from the other perspective. All right. Um, the other, like, we're, I think the U.S. is, like, in the top, it's in, like, the 30s or something okay. for the best education okay. systems. Um, but if you look at all the countries above us, they have way tinier populations mm -hmm. and way denser populations mm -hmm. than we do. Mm -hmm. um, like Finland, for example. Finland is famous for having an amazing education system. And it does. It has an amazing education system. But Finland also is tiny. Mm -hmm. It has barely any people. It has like 15 people in it. No offense to Finland. <laughs> All of Finland no has offense 15 Finland. people in it. But yep. it is extremely easy to design a good education system when you have a very small population to educate. Yeah. When you have, you know, millions and millions to educate, mm -hmm. it's much harder to, number one, make a system that everyone agrees on, number two, mm -hmm. make a curriculum everyone agrees on, and number three, implement those two things. Yeah. Um, like other countries with populations similar to ours also have pretty terrible education systems. Mm -hmm. They're terrible for different reasons, but mm -hmm. they're still pretty bad. Yeah. If nothing else, because it's hard to properly educate so many people. Yeah. Um, but that being said, yes, our education system is very yeah. bad, and I think it needs to change. Uh, but I also have no clue what to change. Ditching SOLs, I think it's that would be my first. I'd be a big fan. I think we need. I think we need less right. standardized testing. Right. Because I think it conditions students to. Not learn for the sake of learning or because it's important, but they learn in preparation for that two or three or four yeah. hour test. And yeah. some people are just bad testers. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Which, yeah. So That's if you're true. a bad tester yeah. and you're, whatever your grade on this test is equated with your intelligence, right. like, the system will tell you you're dumb when you're not. It's just yeah. you might not be a good test taker. And right. regardless of your test taking abilities, if you spend the whole year learning solely for that four hour block, mm -hmm. when that four hour block's done, you are dropping all of that knowledge and skills right, right out of your brain into yeah. the trash can. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just learning to regurgitate information. That's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah, so very short-term retention, which I don't think is good. Right. Right. Yep. Well, anyway, that was a little bit of an aside, a little bit of a uh, rabbit trail. Anyway, as I say. The anyway, system. Macy, is there anything else that you want to share about your story before we go on? No. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> That's a very, very succinct answer. She had to, I was she trying had to, to eat chocolate. To, no, she had to fly okay. away to eat some candy. Yeah, she had to, it's, it's okay. I mean, don't chew in the microphone, but it's okay to, like, unwrap a piece That's of chocolate. Yeah. By the way, this, this um, yeah, this podcast brought to you by chocolate. Yes. Man's best friend, chocolate. All right. So um, why are we talking about story? I was, I was having lunch with a friend of mine. This uh, this past week, former student actually, and uh, hopefully he's going to join us on the podcast someday soon. And uh, just listening to his story, it was a reminder of the power of story, and uh, it reminded me that Jesus was a master storyteller. Incredible! You could you could even say that part of his whole mission to change and save the world was built on incredible story. The Bible, number one best-selling, number one most often stolen book in the history of books is a story of God redeeming the earth and redeeming uh, the people of earth. So, um, And all of that is centered on story, not just the Gospels, but Old Testament narrative. And it's beautiful. I mean, confusing and kind of crazy. 
and a little a, and a little bit R-rated from time to time, but uh, an amazing time time. story. Yeah, it's so. quite R-rated. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. It gets dicey every now and again. But anyway, um, why do you think thinking of thinking through the Gospels and Jesus like public ministry? Why do you think that he so often leaned on story to be able to communicate effectively? This is opinion time. Uh, I think, uh, in general, humans really like to communicate through story and narrative. And I think, uh, being, uh, being God, Jesus knew that, uh, like being God, he was clearly well aware of how humans work. So he knew that stories were a good way to reach people. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think, uh, in a lot of ways, if you're trying to pass something on, it's easier to pass it on in a story than it mm -hmm. is to pass it on in, uh, like a seminar right. or something. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of times stories, stories serve as really effective communicators for things mm -hmm. and stories will sometimes affect you in a way that like you hear the story once and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then maybe a long time down the line, you'll see or experience something that reminds you of that story you heard in the past. Right. And then it'll hit you then. Yeah. And I think story is a pretty unique me method of communication in that way. I don't think a lot of other things do mm -hmm. that the mm -hmm. way story does. Yeah. Like stories just have a habit of kind of going away for a while and then they yeah. bubble back up to the forefront of your memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, Jesus knew that. Yeah. I think they stick better, too. They do. Yeah. They engage better. Um, Macy, what do you think? Why do you think Jesus used stories so much? Um, I think they're just easier to remember than, like, actually remembering, like, something that somebody tells you. Mm -hmm. um, like, if you were to read a book yeah. and then watch a movie, mm -hmm. you would more understand like the visual of the book when you mm -hmm. watch the movie mm -hmm. and that's like a story it's more likely to you'll more likely see it in your head yeah if it's like i guess it's not a good example because the story is a book yeah i guess i true. don't know maybe what i think about it you bring up a good no, point I think though i see what you mean in terms of remembering maybe it's like the difference between an essay and a novel yeah like you'd remember the story of the novel better than you were than you would, excuse me, the words hmm. of the essay. Hmm. Uh, related to this, I've heard people say when there's a movie that goes along with a book, more people prefer the book than the movie. I don't read, so. So I, that well, oh, that takes you out of the equation, then I guess. Yeah. I wish that were the case, but I don't believe that. You for don't. A you don't. For you, don't, for you, that's not true. I prefer books over okay. movies, but I don't think. And I guess the people does. that I was talking to, they just like that. It was their own imagination. It wasn't like confined by what the well, director and the cast and you yeah. know. I mean, I personally prefer books over movies when I have the choice, but I don't know a lot of people who do. I think most people prefer the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least a lot, dude. I guess I just hang out with people like you. That's I guess that's what it hey, is. Hey, I would not well, complain if more people yeah. preferred the book. I'm yeah. reading a book right now, and as I'm reading this book, in my mind, I'm like, man, I really wish this was a movie. Because hmm. it's, it's a really good book. Yeah. But I'm are, like, yeah, wow, if this was books. a movie, then that would 
Like, hmm. I would love to see this actually happening. What book are you reading? Um, I'm reading Mr. Death's Blue-Eyed Girls. Hmm. That's hmm. what it's called. Wow. It Is this a school a, book? N- no. I, it, was, it was just like, okay, you get to pick whatever book you want. Oh. And I was like, hey, this cover's kind of cool. I'll take this. So, so you did judge a book it. by its cover. Oh, yeah, I always do. Everybody does. Yeah. Just kidding. Yep. We don't judge like a book by its cover. Yeah, we only like to pretend we don't. Yeah. Yeah, Something yeah. With it. I'm mm-hmm. totally kidding. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've bought books purely, purely because of the cover. That's all I do because, again, I don't. Really That's true. Read. It does. It does make a good cover. Yeah. It does. I have a book that I need to write. The cover is done. Like it's totally so. I mean, That's to a, me, the, like the cover. That's the last thing you got to do. You're trying I know, to write right? a book. It's a book. I know, right? Yeah. Yes, write I am. Write a book. It was inspired by you, actually. Oh, that's it's a book. Yeah. I thought it was just a devotion. It was a book. I I mean, you said here was the quote that Macy said like a few years ago. We're pulling into the driveway. I was explaining some way that I screwed up that day. And Macy said something like, yeah, Macy said something like, dad, you could fill a book with all of your mistakes. (laughs) That's such a mean thing to say. I know, but I could not not argue with it. Every, you know, how many times have you screwed up? You could write a book. Many. Yeah. And so... You so don't yeah. even mess up that much. I don't know. You could write a book. Wait a ask, ask my wife. I, I mess but up. But then you fix everything. Constant. Well, yeah. I might so have to. Well, you got to. might have to write a book now. You got to do that. Oh, Chris, I would read your book. Christopher McCormick. If that, if that, if that author's on the cover, I'm down. First Snatch. in line. It'd be questionable. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the flip side of story is not just telling a story or sharing a story, but hearing a story, hearing someone's story. Um, who was I talking to today? I think it was maybe Katie Badgero, who's in Cambodia at the moment. Right. We were talking about how there's really no better way to value someone than to listen to their story or to listen to, to, to like that. show, like to show interest, like the best way to show that you care, that you respect, that you value another human being is to take the time to listen to their story. So Chris, you already, you're already nodding like, yeah. Is yeah, there is there a that. better maybe maybe the question is is there a better way to show someone that you value them? Um I don't know. I mean maybe if I thought about it, but I do think uh I think when you listen to someone's story, you above all else let them be human. Yeah. Which I think sometimes we I say I say we, I mean I uh, sometimes have trouble, um, like reducing people to just kind of, I don't know. Like, I feel like because you, because you can only see like the world from like first person perspective, it's yeah. easy to get into sort of a tunnel vision mindset. Yeah. And so everyone else becomes sort of side characters mm-hmm. or, yeah, they become like side mm-hmm. characters or extras in your personal story. But I think when you take the time to listen to someone else's story, um, number one, it's a reminder that they're not just extras in your story. They're yeah. people of their own mm-hmm. with their own stories and struggles and triumphs yeah. and, you know, loves and hates and regrets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it also shows them a lot of care and respect Yeah. that you're willing to elevate them from mm-hmm. 
from 2D side character to yeah. full human. Yeah. Because I think we I think we should do that with everyone, but I don't think we do do that with everyone. Yeah. So I think listening to someone's story is a, a really good way to say, mm-hmm. hey, I value your humanity. Mm-hmm. You're not just a, a guy holding up a plastic tree in the background to me. You're a person. You know? I love that concept of moving people from extras and background to a, I don't know, a key role or a yeah. someone who really is... I, I think each one of us have a small circle of people that we genuinely deeply care about. Yeah. Outside of that, just to be very blunt, outside of that, we often view every other person on earth as an obstacle. Yes. They're either an obstacle to what where we're trying to go. Or an afterthought. Yeah. Or or they keep us between they're between what what we want. Yeah. It's just it's just an, an obstacle. And you if you're a driver, you see that. All that, the time. That's that's what traffic is. Yeah. All these people are just obstacles in my way. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we've, you know, you can, if you're not careful, you'll view, you'll actually treat people like that when you're not driving. Yeah. You'll treat people like obstacles, but rather than obstacles, maybe maybe view them as opportunities to grow and learn and yeah. and connect would be really good. Speaking of stories and driving, I was thinking about this uh, the last time I went on a road trip. I think it was probably. In the fall, I went on, like, a college road trip with my mom up mm-hmm. north. And, uh, you know, a lot of driving, so we took stops every now and again at, like, you know, random gas stations, you know, road trips. And I was thinking, you know, we stopped at gas station XYZ for probably five minutes to use the bathroom and buy snacks or something. Yeah. And we came in the gas station, and we left in five minutes. And five minutes was the only experience I ever had and will ever have of whoever was working in that gas station Mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. But that gas station person at some point will end their shift and they'll leave the gas station and they'll go from the gas station to whatever home is for them. Mm -hmm. Like I I was thinking it's, it's crazy to me that, you know, we pass all these highway exits and all these rest areas. And when you're traveling on a road trip, the places you pass are just rest areas. But for someone else, that rest area is home base. You know, like I pass this random, I pass this random street with this shopping center at it. And for me, it's a random street I spend 15 minutes at, but for someone else, that's where they spent their childhood. That's where they've lived for 20 years. Yeah. That's where they work every day. Yeah. You know, that's where yeah. they go to church every week. I don't know. It's weird to think about the things that, like, for us, just, like, zip by. But mm-hmm. for someone else, for someone else, every one of those streets has a story behind it. Every The, the gas station has a story. The, the restaurant has a story. The local church has a story. Yeah. But when you're just passing through, you don't see any of that. All you see is... A, a little blip right by as you're driving, right. you know, down yeah. 95 or whatever. Yeah. Every single, and th- this is kind of like, how, how do, how do we wrap that up? Like, it's kind of like, I will, yeah, so where, what? Yeah. But, where do we go with that? Yeah. Cause I've experienced the same thing. I took a train from Richmond to New York city and we, we went through several like towns and we even went through like, like close by like buildings where you could literally see like 
window, 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 you know, yeah. like an apartment building. And I went, and I remember thinking like every single window that we just like zipped past is a story yeah. and a family. Like yeah. there's actual, it sounds so silly, right? To say it out loud, but there's like an actual it's crazy to think people in there, like, and they have a whole existence and a whole story and all the details of their life. So anyway, if we were to look at people, I believe the way Christ looked at them as an incredible story that, that whether they acknowledge it or not, he is in the process of writing. Yeah. Then I think our, I think our value or our intent to value people would, would go up tremendously. Yeah, I think it would increase. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this weekend, uh, Macy and I are going to New York City. And so I am looking forward to, because I'm going to be surrounded by, I don't know, 150 people, I guess, that are going on this trip or s- something like that. I'm looking forward to at least somebody being able to sit down and just hear somebody's story, like learn something more about somebody on that trip. I'm excited about it. So anyway, that could be, as we kind of wrap up, that could be kind of a a challenge for each of us to be able to increase the way that we value others by just simply listening. Another thing from the conversation I was having with with uh, with Katie this morning was one of the, sometimes shutting up is the most spiritual thing that you can do, and so that's something that I need to I need to practice more of, uh, and just listening to uh, to others. So anyway, yeah, I was waving my arms because I've discovered I am not good at shutting up. Yeah, uh, that's something I personally like struggle with. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. Macy, on the other hand. I'm She's, a very good listener. You are. You are a good listener. I appreciate that about With you. With the stories. I wish. Yeah. I, I actually have looked at people like that, like, mostly my whole life. Like, oh, they have a story. I want to know it so I can know more about them. That's usually how I see everyone. Mm. I just want to know as many people as possible because they're awesome, just fascinating though. to me. Yeah. People are fascinating. Right. They are. People I disagree with are the most fascinating. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everyone is different, right? I wonder if it's a guy-girl thing. Like Macy, obviously, female. Chris and I, male. I don't know. Does it... I hope not. No, I hope not, too. I want there to be hope for me. But I wonder if that's something, too. If if the male tends to lean away from listening and the female tends to lean toward listening. I don't know. I'm not making a thesis statement or anything like that. I'm just... I, I don't know. I'm just, just Stop that coming up. at me for not talking enough I want because I'm be, listening. I want there right. to be you hope guys are for talking. me to be a better listener. Yeah, though. me too. I, wanna, me I too. want there to be hope for me to yeah, there respect is. people. There's hope for you, Chris. Know. There's hope for all of us. Well, fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to end it here. It has been, once Wild again, ride. just a riveting time. Right. All right. Good thanks time. for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast. And we are going to uh, catch you on the flippity flip. Flippity flip. Is that ours? Because I'm pretty sure it's no, no, that's that's pretty, probably pretty much copyrighted. Yeah, we can't go. Definitely can't go ripping off Michael Scott. They're yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah, else. <laughs> right. No, they're that's not. Fine. They're not. All right. Thanks, bye. Chris. I'm thanks, saying bye, bye as loud as I can this right. time because I was really unsure about it last time, and I have yeah. to make sh- be sure of it this and time. And we need so closure. Bye. We need closure. Right. Bye. For it. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast. Two students, by students, for students.